Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse on All-Star Weekend. Ah, sort of. This is From the Land, the Cleveland Sports and More podcast. I'm your host, Jason Gerber, and tonight we have a bonus episode talking Cleveland Cavaliers at the break, looking at All-Star Weekend in the land, and bringing you our now annual NBA Dunk Contest live pod. I'm joined tonight by two of the best ever. Co-host Phil Denko is here. Hi, Gerbs. Thanks for having me. You bet, buddy. 1999 Lebanese Basketball League slam dunk champion <laughs> Chuck Rambaldo is here as well. The hoops are only at seven feet, but I'll take that title. <laughs> at one point, it was the co-ed six foot and under Lebanese Basketball League. That's a good one, too. That was a little bit <laughs> so, too much of a mouthful for me. So basketball and luge, you're like the Bo Jackson <laughs> yeah, of Lebanon. Yeah. I am of Lebanon. Indeed. <laughs> Fellas, let's start our all-star extravaganza with wine and gold at the break. The Cavs enter the all-star break at 35 and 23, tied for third in the East with the 76ers. But before we look at where the Cavs are as we celebrate all-star weekend in the land, let's throw back to episode 45 and a moment that doesn't happen very often. We'll move on from the Browns and hit our final segment in our Cleveland Cavs preview, 13 shades of wine and gold. <laughs> I missed the first 12 segments. What happened? Real fast. Cavs start the season this week. Tommy, are they making the playoffs? No. Chuck? It's this week? Well, not the playoffs, but the season starts. Oh, this week. it's all. The yeah, same. they're uh, if the playoffs started this week, I would say, yeah, no, they are not making the playoffs. Phil making the playoffs. I think we could start the UAU versus Cavs streak right now, and we might still come out on top. <laughs> so, no, not making the playoffs. <laughs> all right. The season's well, 25 game, weeks long. So all we have to do is win 24, five games or less. The Cavs, I mean, and we win. I think we're in. I'm not even going to start trying to do that math. I'm going to go <laughs> the opposite direction. I'll what? say the Cavs do make the playoffs, oh. this year, although I have no mm. idea how or why. Anyway, <laughs> fellas, let's take our first break. We'll come back. We'll head out on the road. So, Phil. Yeah. Scale of one to five. One being a blind squirrel getting a nut. Five being stupid is as stupid does. Where would you rate my preseason prediction that the Cavs would make the playoffs? Man, you are turning it around, aren't you? You are turning <laughs> it around. This is where it all turns around for you. Um, on that scale, I guess closer to the blind squirrel uh, because he found <laughs> his nut. <laughs> and, and it seems like a pretty intelligent prediction at this point. Chuck, how about you? I think it's a one because even after you made that prediction, there were plenty others uh, on the timeline where you were way off but um, <laughs> i'm proud of you you know we all thought you were a jerk off for doing that <laughs> but you're the only one who was right wait, wait it was for doing that that's why we thought <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right fellas so from day one of this season the Cavs rolled out a unique lineup and strategy in the nba starting three seven footers and focusing on defense to win games they lost two games in a row heading into the break Chucky, do you have any concern that the league might be, as a whole, starting to figure this out? I don't know if they're starting to figure it out. I assume as the season goes on, yeah, there's more film on what they're doing. But I, I think the break came at a really good time. You know, a team that has dealt with some injuries, uh, a young team, too, um, that, you know, Mobley is probably not used to playing this many games in a season and at the halfway point. You still got a long way to go. So 
I think it's a little bit of both. There's a little fatigue there for them as a team with the injuries and all that. But yeah, probably right there. There's plenty of game film now that they can see exactly what's going on in, in other teams and how, how to combat that. But we'll see how this half goes. Second half goes. You know, it's interesting because the break did not come at the midpoint of the season. There's only like 24 games left for the Cavs out of 82. So, I mean, like we've, we've played two thirds of the season already. Phil, what do you think? Are you worried that teams are kind of figuring out how to play the Cavs and beat them? We lost two in a row for the first time in a long time, right? I mean, that's that, you know, both road games too, yeah, both against yeah, good right. teams. We'll see how they, how they come back. I think maybe to Chuck's point, you know, some of this, the, the length of the season. And as you mentioned, it's not cut in half, you know, they need this break. Some of these young guys need this break and the break comes at like the two third way through the season rather than halfway. So, you know, maybe getting a little bit of a rest coming back and and finishing it off strong is is key i mean they're they're young so you'd think they'd rebound it's i'm not too worried about it but i want to see all right do we get back to taking two out of three three out of four kind of stretches each week this is where bickerstaff makes his money Mm -hmm. because if teams have started to figure them out and know that hey let's run big guards at Garland when he's bringing the ball up the court let's not let him get free for these alley-oops to guys like Allen and Mobley and then just make sure you got somebody in Kevin Love's face if he's at the three-point line you, you do those three things you probably got a pretty good chance of beating the Cavs and so it's it, up to Bickerstaff to figure out okay how do we approach this and adjust for these last 24-25 games to make sure that we can keep winning when even if teams are trying to do that stuff and I'm, I'm pretty confident they'll be fine in doing it I, I kind of agree that losing two games like that on the road right before the break, probably not something to start worrying about yet. Tell me which one of these is the funnest stat going into the all-star break for the Cavs. Since November 1st, Jared Allen has had two games where he was held to single digit scoring. Next one, Darius Garland has assisted on one third of all of the Cavs field goals. Next one, Cavs are third in the NBA against the spread at this point in the year. And last one, Kevin Love's player efficiency rating so far this year is 21.22. The league PER average is about 15. And if he keeps this up, it will be the best rating he's had since LeBron's last year with the Cavs. And I tried to look up an explanation of what PER is. The best I could find was PER sums up all of a player's positive accomplishments subtracts the negative accomplishments and returns a permanent rating of the player's performance. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if that's on the court and off the court. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Phil, what do you think? Funnest stat so far this season for the Cavs. Funnest stat. I like the Jared Allen one. Um, I think that's, I, I don't know. I look at that guy and I just think he screams fun. He looks fun. He's (laughs) he's a fun guy. Right. Uh, But I think that's the funnest stat because I, I think when he joined the team, most of us thought we were getting a defensive rebounding kind of guy, which was great. That's what we needed. You know, we needed that guy down low. To, I think to most of us on this pod didn't know who he was, had no idea what we were getting when we signed that well, guy. Right. But then once he started playing, even in right. a terrible year, yeah. we saw like, all right, this is a, this is a energy guy, but figured, okay, there's, we're not getting points out of this guy. This guy's going to get us rebounds, get it to get other scores, those kind of things. And he's still doing that. And the fact that he's, he's had double digit points in every game, but two since that time is, is amazing. So that that's a lot of fun in my mind. Jackie, how about you? Funnest stat. They're all good and fun. Good, clean fun. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I like the Kevin Love one, I think, a little bit just because we were all, not just we, like us three, everybody was negative on him staying here and just like dead money, dead players, guy sucks. That's a really great one. But I, I think the most fun might be Garland because he's a budding superstar. Uh, and the fact that he's sharing the ball that much, that he's getting assist on a third of all points, is that was that the stat, right? Third of all field goals. Third of all field goals, which is which is an amazing stat for a very young player uh, on a team where maybe that just kind of sums up the whole thing of the team. It's, it's a team that shares the ball. There's no uh, other than Levert in one game we thought maybe he'd be a chucker. There's no real chuckers on this team. It seems they play really well together. You can tell they really all like each other. So that's a really fun stat. Uh, so I guess it beats love by just a tad. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Garland too, but the Jared Allen one is really good, man, because that level of consistency from a guy is just so great that you can just pencil him in for a double-double almost every game is pretty sweet. You know, I don't think I really understood what kind of player Garland was when the season started. I thought this was a shoot first point guard and did not expect him to be as smart a player as he is or a guy who likes to distribute the ball as much as he does and get people involved. So maybe I like that one. And I think it's the funnest because I wasn't as smart on Darius Garland as I should have been at the start of the year. That would be my funnest stat, although the Jared Allen one is really, really close. Obviously, now we're we're past the trade deadline. We talked some already a couple of times about the Levert move and, and what we think about it. Uh, the biggest trade deadline move was the Harden for Simmons at all trade. So James Harden goes to the 76ers, who I mentioned before, are third in the Eastern Conference right now, tied with the Cavs. Ben Simmons and a few other guys go to the Nets, who are currently eighth in the East. Now, this question might be awesome, or it might be completely stupid. I, I know that no players move to or from the Cavs in this deal. But were the Cavs winners or losers in this trade? And if you think it's a stupid question, just say so. No, it's it's not a stupid question. I think they're losers in this trade because both teams got better because of the because of that trade. Harden had real issues there. He never fit in. Katie didn't like him. He didn't like Kyrie Irving. It just didn't work there for a guy who was a top five player in the league the past couple of years. Uh, now you pair him with Embiid. And people very after early after that, Jay were saying this is like Kobe Shaq, too. And I don't, I don't know if it's that, but it made that team better. Uh, it made the Sixers better. You had a guy who was never going to play for the Sixers again, no matter what, and Ben Simmons. And then you move him, who's a defensive player first and probably a top five defender in the league. Uh, to a team that really isn't playing great defense. And they got plenty of offense with KD and Kyrie. It, it made that team better. So the Cavs are definite losers in it. I, I don't think the, the Nets stay at that eight spot very long. And it could vault the, the Sixers to the number one spot. Harden will be just fine. The chemistry together. I, I think they're both better basketball teams at the deadline. The Cavs got better too, but they didn't get better with, you know, a, a top five player in the league and a top five defender in the league. Both of those teams got better especially in the short term for this season, because Simmons wasn't going to see the floor if he stayed with Philadelphia. And certainly he's going to start playing as soon as he can in Brooklyn. So I think both of those teams got better. And those are two teams that if you look at the standings in the East, I mean, there, it is so bunched up. I mean, the Cavs are in the fourth seed, but tied with three teams. And there's like two games between them and the, and the eighth seed and two games between them and the first seed. So those two teams getting better, if they go on a, on a run, especially with the talent that both of those teams have, uh, I think that could be dangerous for the Cavs and uh, whatever they draw in the playoffs. You know, you're, I don't know how the seating will end up, but we can start to fall a little bit uh, if those guys get hot. 
I think if the season were to start, or the, I'm sorry, if the postseason were to start today, which would be really surprising, <laughs> the, the Cavs would play the Bucks in the first round. There are no easy first round games no. in the East this year. Um, right. It, it's going to be nuts. I don't think I'm so quick to say the Cavs were losers in this because I understand that on paper, the 76ers got better because Ben Simmons wasn't playing and now they have James Harden. And the Nets got better because James Harden was quitting on the team and now they have Ben Simmons. But if each of those guys plays the way they did the last time we saw them play, I don't know if those teams got better. Ben Simmons was a real liability in the playoffs. You can't have a guy who is just a defensive player and that's it and have him be one of your big three uh, on, a, on a team that's going to make a run to the finals. You know, he needs to contribute on offense and he wasn't the last time we saw him play. And then we haven't seen him play in like a year. And Harden's just a mess. Kobe Shaq too, nothing. Kobe was never fat. Uh, never once was Kobe fat. Shaq was, like, though. Shaq was, but, but Kobe wasn't. Um, they just flipped it. It's all right. So I don't know, man. I, I could see, I could obviously see both teams being really improved. I could see both of those guys playing well. It's almost like a coin toss to me. Like I could almost see it going badly for them because those guys don't fit. The style of play isn't right. The Nets are so interesting. And you say, like, you talk about, how the East is so tight together from that kind of 10 to one spot in the rankings, the Nets added him KD comes back and he's healthy. And there's a real chance that New York changes its policies around COVID. And all of a sudden Kyrie can play all the time. That's way too much shit happening all at once for one team. What if they go into the playoffs as like a seven seed, but then all of those things happen. It seems there's so much going on that can, that can change in the Eastern conference in this little short sprint of games we have left. I think you're right. I think, uh, I think you're on to something. It, it will be interesting because those teams have better top end talent, right? Talk about the nets, talk about um, the 76ers, maybe throw the bucks in there too. They certainly have better top end talent and proven talent than the Cavs have, but the Cavs are kind of, we've been talking about this all year where they they've been playing the brand of basketball that can mess with people and playoff matchups all year. They're already used to going, you know, they're getting double digit point scoring off of two or three guys off the bench. So they're going eight, nine deep every game. They're playing defense, even the games they're losing. I mean, when's the last time there's maybe, maybe one sticks out in the last few months where they were just out of the game and got destroyed. I mean, even the games are losing They're They're in the game. You know, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see I, locally the, the flavor of the week was uh, talking about the Cavs playoffs and how this team, you know, don't, don't overestimate them. They haven't even been to the playoffs yet. They don't know how to win in the playoffs, blah, right. blah, blah. So, you know, you, uh, just, fair you, enough. I, mean, I don't right, think right, that's no, an unfair it. view to have. Well, I, I, no, I understand that. Well, cause right. Cause this team hasn't been to the playoffs. So, and they've <laughs> got to learn how to win in the playoffs. And I agree with that, but I, I also feel like their brand of basketball translates to like a, a good, whoever they're matched up with in the first series, like, all right, we're going to, we're going to play defense and we're going to play hard right out of the gate. And if our guys are scoring, uh, we can match up with anybody. We talked about this too, over the past couple of weeks, because they had this hellacious run in the first half. Of, of playing really good teams and, and handled business most of that time. Uh, and we're saying, hey, the second half, they have whatever it is, the third easiest schedule. But I don't know if any of you have looked at the schedule that's coming up, especially March. Let me, let me run it down for you. 
considering the East is that tight for a playoff run. March 2nd, Charlotte, then Philly, then Toronto, then Indiana, who stinks, then Miami, Chicago, the Clippers, Philly again in Denver. That gets you like through halfway through the month. That is a terrible run. Yeah, yeah that's uh, a tough really run. Strong teams. That two-week period could decide where they're at in the playoffs, where, where yeah. they, they would be seated. So if, if they do what they've been doing and, and uh, exceeding our expectations uh, for the second third or the last third of a season, it's not a half, then I think it's just fine. They get in the playoffs where anything can happen. But I, I thought it was like going to be a cakewalk until I looked at the schedule. I'm like, wait, these are all really good. Basketball yeah. Teams. When does it get easy? Like everybody keeps yeah. saying. So that's, right. that's a pretty rough run there. So how do we have the second or third easiest schedule? Do we, do we finish the rest of the season against the Pistons? Orlando. Like every, every game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Orlando, Detroit, and the Pelicans. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just alternating. Like, alternating until season. we get, to, until we get to 82 of these things. <laughs> It's going to be interesting to see where they end up and how the East shakes out because it's so close, you know, one injury, like what if Embiid gets hurt? That's not unheard of. What happens at 76ers team? What if KD doesn't come back healthy? The crazy thing about it is, is what if there's a new variant and all of a sudden New York shuts down and and Kyrie's not playing like that. Just so much can happen in, in a few weeks. It may not, the rankings may not look anything like they do today, you know, two weeks, three weeks from now. So back to our calves in particular, have you done a 180 on anybody on the calves this year so far? And what I mean by that is you started out the season thinking one thing about them, and now you think the opposite. There's two Garland, because I thought when we started talking about the calves in just 10 second snapshots on the podcast, I thought their guards were too small. Uh, I thought Garland was too small. I thought Sexton was too small. I thought they were undersized, and that was going to be a real problem. Well, Garland's an all-star, and he's playing out of his mind, and it shows you how much I know as your Cavs correspondent to see what's <laughs> going to happen. Uh, but, but the biggest 180 uh, is, for me, and I think for almost everybody, is Kevin Love. We thought he would never contribute to this city and this basketball team again. Uh, and, and a guy who we loved and became vilified, and now we all love again. Somebody who's just embraced his role, not only on the floor, but for that team as like an elder statesman. So I'm happy I was wrong about both of them, but I'm more happy about Kevin Love, that, that the guy has a second life in this city with this team and hopefully during a playoff run. I think the biggest 180 is probably uh, Dean Wade. No, uh, I'm going to agree with Chuck. It's, uh, you know it's, what? I actually kind of agree with that. <laughs> it's, it's not Dean Wade. Uh, he, I think any production we really get... well while marketing was out. Yeah, man. absolutely. So, you know, I don't know if it's a 180. It was like a 90 degree change. I'm like, all right, hey, this is good. I agree with Chuck. I think Kevin Love is the, the biggest 180. I, I came into this season thinking that he's really not going to accept his role off the bench. He's just not. In thinking that way, I thought Kevin Love was on this roster simply to be traded by the trade deadline to get something else in return, whatever that might be. And he is an integral part to what they're doing right now. Like Without Kevin Love, they're not where they're at. And without Kevin Love playing the way he is playing and taking the role he has taken as a leader, but a leader off the bench, this team doesn't go far in the playoffs without that guy on this roster right now. So that's my 180 for sure. I'm going with the color man for the TV broadcasts, Austin Carr. <laughs> Cause I made a lot of jokes about him at the beginning of the season. Danko's got the t-shirt on yeah. very nice. Uh, I made a lot of jokes about him before the be- at the beginning of the year after watching a ton of games, way more games than I ever thought I would watch this season. I absolutely love that guy. 
He does not take any of this very seriously. He just laughs throughout the whole game and he gets excited every time there's a block or a three pointer, he gets to do his little catchphrases and stuff like that. I think at some point during the season, I, we got on one of these shows and I said that we all owe him an apology because he's fantastic, <laughs> but he was my 180. Austin Carr has been great as a color guy for think? the Cavs on the local broadcast. Since you're such a big fan, Gerb, do you think he could fill in nicely in the Deacon seat for the Browns? <laughs> yes. I, think it'd be I would love that. That yeah. would be great. I mean, the humor would be there. <laughs> right. I'm all in for that. But, um, I don't know what he knows about football, but I mean, you know, you, you definitely get, if you, you complete a long pass, you're definitely getting from way downtown. <laughs> he went, he went to Notre Dame. I'm sure he, he watched a lot of football while he was there. All right. There you go. 24 games left in the season. Cavs at 35 wins right now. Is this a 50 win team? Wow. Um, 15 I, and nine. I, right, right, right. For the rest I'm of gonna, the way. 15 and nine. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say they end this regular season with 51 wins. Ooh, Mark Chucky, that what do you down. Think? Wow. Oh, only because that early through mid-March is rough. I think they get close to 50 but, but maybe it's more 48, 49, somewhere in there. I'm going to go with 50. I'm not going over 50. I'm not going under. I think 15 and nine for the rest of the season, pretty, pretty, pretty good run for the Cavs. I think if they get to 50 wins, that's a remarkable success at this point. All right. Last thing, fellas, most important player for the Cavs down the stretch of the regular season. Most important. Wow. That's, uh, that's tough. I would, I, I would flip a coin between Evan Mobley and Darius Garland. We need both of those guys to stay healthy. We've seen what this team looks like when one of those guys is out and the other one is still playing. They they're just not the same team. They really work well together. And I think Mobley is just a mismatch problem for so many fours and fives in the NBA. That's a huge, I mean, he's a rookie and we're asking a lot of that, but he's already proven that. All right. He, he can, he can handle that. So I don't know. I'd have a hard time deciding between those two for the rest of the, the season. I think if a Darius Garland goes down and we we're in trouble because we're so thin at guard. So maybe if I had to, I'd lean towards Darius a little bit. Chucky. It's exactly the same. Every talking point was what I was going to say. <laughs> I think it, like Mobley, because he's a mismatch and, and he his game might develop a little more, especially in the, the run and even in the playoffs, he could be a problem. But Garland uh, is the driver, you know, like, and it's a much different team when he wasn't playing. Uh, so I would lean towards Garland as well. I think I'm going to go Mobley. You know, I think he's just a guy that, you know, provided everybody stays healthy, we can't have him hit the rookie wall. We, we can't have him suddenly not showing up for games just because physically he's not used to doing this day in and day out at, at this type of level. Uh, we, in fact, I think we need him to improve if they're going to make a real strong run in the playoffs. And I get that that's a lot to put on a rookie, but man, that's what he was brought here for. That's what the number three pick is supposed to be able to do. So um, I think he's the guy we need to step up and keep doing what he's doing for the rest of the season. But fellas, we will end wine and gold at the break there. We are going to take a short break and uh, come back and do some dunk contest. Welcome back, fellas, to our second segment and our second ever slam dunk live pod. Pretty much the same rules as last year's dunk competition. Four participants this year will compete in the first round during which each player will attempt two dunks. Dunks will be graded on a scale of six to ten. 
making for a maximum score of 50. Two highest scoring participants will move on to the final round, where they will each get two dunks to decide the winner. This year's participants, Obi Toppin from the New York Knicks, Jalen Green from the Houston Rockets, Cole Anthony from the Orlando Magic, and Juan Toscano-Anderson from Golden State. And the most important thing about this dude, he's 28 years old. What? Obi Toppin is 23. Jalen Green is 20. Cole Anthony is 21. Toscano Anderson was born in 1993. <laughs> so, uh, fellas, with those four participants, who do you hope wins this year's dunk contest? Well, I'm going to I'm gonna go with my heart again like I did last year and hope to not be upset again. Uh, and I'm going to root for Obi Toppin, fellow flyer. I have no emotional attachment to any of these four guys. <laughs> so I not even have an old dude. No, well, because yeah, he's still super young, yeah, right. juniors in high school when he was yeah. born. Uh, so uh, I do have an emotional attachment, though, to Phil Danko. So with my heart, I am hoping for Obi Toppin because Phil is hoping for Obi Toppin. We should be friends. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Phil Danko. That kid. <laughs> yeah. I'm going with Toscano Anderson because he's the closest to our age. <laughs> I can't, I've never even heard of this dude before. All right. So who's up first? What's up with the Orlando Magic? It has like blue and orange, these alternate uniforms. Yeah, it's, it's like got to be like, it's like the USFL. <laughs> the USFL. I looked at all of those uniforms and I can't, I can't decide which one's my favorite, but I'm getting a hat. I'll get a hat for the pod. <laughs> That Joe's there, mm. and the guy from Flavortown, Guy Fiore, right? Is that the guy's <laughs> yeah. name? He's yeah. a Vegas guy, man. Yeah, he seems like he'd be a douchebag, but I hear that he's a really good dude. Like, I think he gives a lot back to the yeah. community. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm basing his douchiness just on the way he looks. And, Absolutely, and that's not fair. that and is not no, fair at all. It's not entirely fair, but it's also not entirely. I mean, unfair. it's yeah, it's not it's not surprising, <laughs> but it's still not fair. Also, Cole Anthony is Greg Anthony's kid. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Me neither. There you go. Oh, that's funny. Not. Now, see, I saw they were interviewing him on one of the pregame shows and Barkley told him he was the best Anthony in the history of the NBA. And now <laughs> I understand why Barkley said that. <laughs> I'm assuming. Oh, there's Forrest Whitaker. Oh, everybody's out in Cleveland. Gosh, where are they? Uh, there aren't that many nice hotels in Cleveland, right? Where are all these people staying? Like somebody's at like a Motel at 6. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> they have, when was the last Hollow. time you went to Quail uh -oh. Hollow? That place what, is what he's putting? He's out. giving him Timberlands. He's going to put boots on to dunk? Come on. What kind of dance is he? He's doing like a river dance here. What is this? <laughs> a river dance. <laughs> Stop it. So far, Cole, Cole Anthony he is not he's gonna dunk the dunk contest. He's gonna dunk in boots. He's gonna dunk in Timberlands. Does he have his old man's jersey on? Yeah, it's definitely yeah, this is dad's old Knicks jersey. Boy, he is a fashion mess right now. And yeah. I don't even know anything about fashion. So he's got the the black and orange Orlando Magic shorts, the Knicks throwback jersey for his dad, and he's putting on Timberlands. Before I joined the army, I thought that I was going to have to run like the mile run for the PT test or it's a two in mile combat run. boots in combat boots. Yeah. And so I started training to get ready for it. And I ran in them in one day, just the next day woke up like an absolute mess. And I called my older brother who had been, at that point been in the army for quite a while. And he's like, no, man, you run that in running shoes. What's the matter with you? Nobody's <laughs> running in boots like that. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> he watched too many movies. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stupid. 
he could have had them on this is where the live podcast goes off exactly obi toppin's like hey yeah, man like, it's taking on. too long penalize yeah. him yeah. all right well you look ridiculous cole yeah i hope he misses you know the guy who's not pulling this shit is the seasoned veteran toscano anderson that's right just there to play <laughs> Not there for these like, kind of games. He just took off his strength shoes because he was prepping for right. this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, oh, man. <laughs> they don't even show him the shots. He's like, he's not even sitting with the younger guys. No, he's got to he's got to be perpetually warming up. <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah, he can't, he can't sit still. <laughs> he's he 28. He doesn't want to get hurt. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm going to give this a zero as soon as he uh, already, does. this yeah. is the dumbest thing I've ever <laughs> <Yeah>. seen. <laughs> All right, great. You've got boots on. Yeah. And there's no way you can jump. <laughs> oh, swing and a miss. I don't know who pitched him this idea, but they're fired. This is bad TV. Yeah, Probably bad horrible. podcasting. For yes. that matter. <laughs> yeah. Like why? <laughs> I mean, all right, come out with your dad's jersey on, man. That's cool enough. That's awesome. Just, yeah. Just throw down yeah. a sweet dunk. He can't jump in these boots. And and how about how about Greg Anthony dressing up for All Star Saturday night in a mustard colored sweatsuit? <laughs> Come on, dude! I understand you're like a grandpa. All right, he got it. Yay! All that, yeah, flex. All that. Forrest Whitaker is not impressed. Ugh, either am I. No, me neither. No, so far two scale of six to 10 he gets a oh, two. that angle looks pretty cool though i'm not gonna lie that, that last angle they just showed in slow-mo <laughs> has like, nothing to do with the boots it's a good dunk without boots on i don't know that the boots are dumb the boots are dumb i don't think the boots have that much to do with it but it makes it harder to do but so now you know. are we gonna have to wait five minutes while he changes into shoes or is it at least gonna finish his <laughs> next dunk <laughs> oh god he's gonna do another dunk oh he gets two dunks he gets four attempts. oh god or maybe that's it. Is he done after the look how bored Jared be. Allen is? He's like, come on, man. <laughs> 40. Somebody gave him a nine. It's brutal. Yeah. Dominique, <clears throat> Dominique better have given this a two. This is where Nick comes out in his suit. Right. Yeah, does right. the same. Dunk. Still do better. Let me rock this basketball to sleep as I dunk it on the other side of the rim. He's probably wearing like sketchers with memory foam. <laughs> All right, so that's it. it. So hopefully that's the end of Cole Anthony. He got 40 points in round one. Oh, here's my boy. Look at this. Juan Toscano Anderson. First appearance in the dunk contest. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Dr. J. Say no. Oh, I like it. He's getting Dr. J to sign the ball. That's cool. Is Dr. J all right? He doesn't seem all right. Oh, he looks like Should he's slowing asleep. down a little bit. Yeah. yeah. How old is he now? He's got to be in his seventies, huh? But he's always seemed look. pretty sharp recently, and yeah. he didn't he didn't seem all right there. I'm kind of worried about Doctor J now. Oh, he's seventy one. Yeah, that's not that old. Well, my mom wouldn't be dunking and judging a dunk. Oh, here's Wiggins. Right Wiggins in town. He's in the he's he's a starter on the All Star. Yeah, he's a starter. <laughs> he is. Yeah. yeah. This fucking guy. He got voted in. It was a uh, some sort of internet scam. He's not having a, a, a much better year than oh, yeah. he has had in his career yeah. this year, but I didn't realize that he, he had reached all-star level. So he's just going over Wiggins. All right, cool. He can't palm the ball either, right? Did he cradle that? It looked like it. He's got like arthritis <laughs> in his hands. He can't grip it anymore. Oh, man. Andrew. He pushed off his head. Yeah. Always. Uh, yep. 
Wiggins like Wiggins is like, why does the old dude have to run his yeah. crotch over my head? Of all the guys, right? Yeah. I don't need that old balls, salt and pepper <laughs> pubes. Like, hey, Come on, man. Like Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> of all guys, it's the old dude. All right. He beat Cole Anthony. That's good. Hey, he's currently the leader in, in right. the clubhouse here. Nine. Dumbest dunk contest gimmick. Cole Anthony's Timberlands. Dwight Howard with the Superman cape. Gerald Green blew out the candle on a cupcake that he had put on the rim. Blake Griffin jumping over a car. Serge Ibaka once took an, a stuffed animal off the rim with his teeth while he was dunking. Ooh, that's dangerous. <laughs> those are your choices. We can wait till top and finish his dunk if you All want right. to. You want to think I, about those. For I already bit. have an answer, and it's de- <laughs> definitely it's definitely recency, a, bias. recency <laughs> bias. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Obi's jumping over a fat guy. This, this is hard right? from Entourage. Oh, oh. the turtle. It's, no. <laughs> oh, well, that would have been pretty sweet. Hopefully he's not hurt because he just went flying into the crowd. But to go behind the back like that would have been pretty nice. There it is. You got it. Oh, you're way ahead of me. Uh-oh. Yeah. Me nice. Too. Sorry. How did that happen? This is uncharted <laughs> waters for me. I don't, I'll, stop, yeah. <laughs> I'll stop commenting on anything. I do want to know who that guy is. It's wearing Travis Scott Jordan's. You know a lot about shoes, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Obi should get his brother's a star at Kentucky right now. His brother should be here for this on the court. Uh, That's by far the most impressive dunk. He didn't push off at all. He legit jumps over the dude, goes behind the back and kind of windmills it like that. That's fantastic. What? Who's giving him eights? Isaiah Thomas. I'm not I'm not shaking your hand. Neek gave him a 10. I'm with Neek on that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the I mean, one he, dude... he had to at least be a 45. He had to be at least one point better than anybody who's gone before this. If we're going back to the worst gimmick, I, I think it might be Blake Griffith jumping over a car because wasn't the car company like the sponsor that yeah. year of the dunk yeah. contest? Yeah. That was yeah. terrible. Product. Really blatant commercialism on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Phil, wasn't are you going with Cole Anthony's? Coin, that was painful man like painful. I, although you know because like the dwight howard thing was silly he put a cape on but he dunked on a rim that was like 12 feet off the ground it was a no that was a rim. different that was a oh, different, different dunk, dunk contest yeah well that doesn't even make sense what are you putting a superman cape on if you're not flying higher the dwight howard won hold, hold off on the props because this might be the worst one whatever's happening right now with this is he gonna live is he li- is he live oh potting i don't know this, this shit? is pretty great are we live potting a live pot? <laughs> of a, he's got his own <laughs> highlights on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. This is his uh, NFT moment. He's exactly. playing his NFTs. Is that a Blackberry? <laughs> no. Isaiah. Isaiah. <laughs> well, he's not even going to dunk with it on. That's stupid. Uh, what? Yeah. What? What the f***? So Jalen Green, not off to a good start. <laughs> Far more Cole Anthony than Obi Toppin right now. <laughs> What um, we're witnessing here is a product of there's just nothing else to do, right? Like, yeah. so they should, they should hit the reset button and go all the way back to just, all right, perform ridiculously athletic dunks, no props. Someone take off from the foul line and see how it goes. Oh, this you know? is, if he can get this, this is going to be pretty sweet. Oh yeah. If he can, if he can get it, I, th- I don't think that was a good feed. I, I go with Dwight Howard as the worst gimmick because he stole Shaq's Superman thing and he didn't even really dunk it. If you remember, he went flying and just like threw the ball into the hoop instead of actually dunking it. Now, granted he was like all the way above the rim. Oh boy. 
Jalen Green, you better get this uh, one, buddy. Yeah. Oh boy, this is it. Jalen right. Green's about to get a zero, which is also his jersey number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's it for Jalen Green. That's a shame. He's out. Oh, Neek gave him one more. Clyde's like, get the f out of here, Neek. Why are you giving this guy <laughs> a chance? Hasn't come close. Maybe do something different. Clyde is indifferent at this point, man. Arms crossed. Check out that body language. He does not <laughs> want to see this happen. What was that? I don't know yet. Thank you. Right, get rid of that. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, oh, the God, best way to guys. get him the ball is not to throw it off the bottom of the backboard. Here, maybe, I'm like, going to pause mine for like one, <laughs> one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand play. <laughs> See how that goes. Like, okay, this is starting to get worse than Cole Anthony. Yeah. How many chances how many are we attempts getting? does he get? Well, because I think he's not actually trying to make dunk. an attempt. Yeah. Like he's there should just be a timer. Like, all right, you got five minutes to make a dunk. There was there was a what, point right? where there was I a thought timer. There was yeah. yeah yeah that counts as an attempt. He threw his hands up near the rim. Uh, little Wayne's over. Little it. Wayne. Little Wayne's <laughs> taking a nap. <laughs> little Wayne looks like he has Starbucks. That's impossible, right? Ah, oh, they're giving him another. This is really stop. Oh. All right. Am I still well, ahead of you guys? That was a cool yeah, dunk, at least, but I don't I'm know, glad man. It, yeah, like yeah. everybody give him a four for whatever happened before that. Look at Shaq. <laughs> this guy sucks. <laughs> That's Shaq who used to bring like a camcorder to these. It, Absolutely. It was his mind. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And if these dudes are bored out of their gourd, so are we. Yeah. Nothing special, Jalen. Sorry. Jalen Green gotta be gone. Oh, that's those are some low scores. Sorry. 38. <laughs> so can you name the only three-time NBA dunk champion? Cedric Sabalas. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful throwback to last year. <laughs> oh, it can't be anything too recent because no one competes in it. Yeah, right. Times. Right. Yep. Not Jordan. Is it Nate Robinson? Oh, that's a good guess. I'm going to go with who's the dude. I can't remember his name. Who's the dude that played? He played for the Celtics. Larry Bird. Yeah. I'm Zero going with Robert, 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 Robert Parrish. Robert Parrish. <laughs> the chief. The chief. Yeah. D no. Brown. Is that who you're thinking of? D Brown, D. Brown is who I'm thinking of. Did he win it a bunch of times or no? No. I only remember the one uh, time. The one no, time. Chucky. Chucky is right. Is it? Nate yeah. I, I thought that was a good guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and interestingly enough, 06, 09, and then 10. So he took like a three year break yeah. before doing it. Now he's a boxer and really good. <laughs> <laughs> so 1997 was the last time Cleveland hosted the All Star game. Do you remember any of the participants? in that dunk contest yeah kobe bryant kobe bryant was one we talked about him yep can you name Not, anybody else was harold Nine, minor in 97 or was he before baby that? jordan that's a good call i think he was but, before uh, that though i think we we're in high school baby jordan was not in it yeah. yep. all right so let's see 97 i'll be shocked if you can get sean kemp nope no that was fat sean kemp then because he was with the Cavs that year let's see boy i don't think he was with the Cavs yet i think he was a little bit later than that but he was not that year 97 so who did kobe Bryant? what's his name uh francis from the rockets steve nope. francis, steve nope. francis. Uh, that's a really that, good that's guess. a great that's a one good guess Damn. but no but no five four three two one the 1997 dunk contest 
which by the way was so good that they didn't have another one until 2000 <laughs> included uh ray allen what ray allen? what ray allen Kobe bryant chris carr michael finley darvin ham darvin ham and bob sura bobby sura was in the bobby dunk contest? sura was in the dunk contest yep and uh allen iverson was supposed to be in but he was hurt so he didn't participate in that which is really like a a wonderful what if a final yeah. in a dunk contest with kobe against iverson would have been absolutely amazing yeah um, who was Mar- marvin hamlish is that who you said who was that? <laughs> <laughs> is that how he got his egot he got his egot yeah, right um i don't believe there are any egot d winners who have egot and a dunk contest championship kobe obviously won and this was kind of kobe's coming out party because he was still pretty young at that time want to guess where bobby sura finished oh man um dead last tied for dead last good job oh (laughs) damn it I, I don't remember Bobby Sura dunking in a in a game ever. Yeah. Never. <laughs> I think he had some ups, I don't know, for a shooting guard in Cleveland in that time period. Do you remember anything about the 1997 Cavs team? I have an unfair advantage here. I worked with that team. Oh wow. Oh. Yeah. All right. So when I was So in- who was the who was the coach in ninety seven, Chuck? Yeah. Was it Mike Fratello? It was. It was. It was. was it really? GM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne Embry. Yeah, yeah. I I was really surprised that Embry was still the GM. All right. So, what is Jalen Green doing? I thought why he was is he done. back? You get two dunks. Maybe that's why. Now he doesn't even have anybody throwing him the ball, and he can't do it. And Clyde's just <laughs> laughing at him. <laughs> okay, Jesus. He's missing. Uh, yeah, yeah. This, this is bad. This is going. This is going poorly. We need um, another three-year hiatus. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Oh, there you go. That was pretty nice. After this dunk contest, they're going to take another three years off. They're like, all right, we're retooling. Yeah. Close, yeah. close us down. <laughs> Threw his legs and switched hands. Yeah, this this hands. is pretty it's good. It's not a bad dunk. It's a good dunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much better. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. He spins though. away from the hoop and comes back. Yeah. I think we talked about this last year that, like, you really have to see him in slow-mo to appreciate yeah. what's happening. Yeah. It happens too fast otherwise. But that like what that he just was did really there was cool. pretty impressive. Like that yeah. to spin to close yourself off from the rim and come back and dunk. Yeah. No, I still think Toppin's dunk was better than that. And he got a Jalen Green just got a 45. Yeah. Obi got a 44. And Obi got a 44. And I still think Obi's dunk was better than this, but this is pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, you're no longer Cole Anthony. Jalen Green, congratulations. <laughs> Do you remember where the 1997 Cavs finished the season record-wise? That I don't number remember. of wins under 500. If if Cole Anthony makes this dunk that he's trying with his second attempt here, yeah. he will totally redeem himself because this is pretty cool. You're both wrong. So no playoffs and over 500. Yep, huh. they were 42 and 40 that year and missed the and playoffs. They were eliminated from the playoffs. They lost to the then washington bullets the last game of the season oh come on make this dunk this is oh come on man that 97 Cavs roster i i I love because of my who else was on it was fairy tally parapenko oh here here (laughs) we go here i've got the list you got it go ahead wait wait don't don't say that can how about this can i rattle off the people i remember 
Yes. Just to check my memory here. Yeah. All right. So we had Bobby Sura at one guard. We had Brevin Knight and Derek Anderson on the team as Brevin rookies. Knight. Yep. No. We had. Yeah, sure. We're already wrong. This is the 96, 97 team. So this is actually a year before what you're thinking oh. of. So I'm working with the 97. So it's preseason 97 that I'm working with. Yeah. So this is because because I was I was working with the team. It was Sean Kemp's first year. So this was before Sean Kemp. This was just before Sean Kemp. And it's I don't, also I don't before, know. Uh, before Zedrunas Elgato. Yeah. So the 97 team I worked with, it was oh. it was it was fall. Of, it was October of 97 that I was working with them is the team I was thinking about. And this so is I know a, I know uh, nothing about the team you're talking about. Right now. Nothing. <laughs> Zero. There's a lot of we had a team. <laughs> there's a lot of turnover from the roster yeah, oh, yeah. you're describing in this moment, like a lot, a lot. Because, so yeah, this yeah. was um, Danny Ferry was on the team. I know that for both of those years. Yep. Danny Ferry is on the team. Vitaly Potapenko. I pulled up his stats because you guys know that I love Danny Ferry. Yeah. Do you still have the shoe? I got to have that shoe somewhere. Yeah. I have the other one. He played <laughs> all 82 games that he year. Did? Whoa. Fucking warrior. 32 minutes a game. He averaged. He shot 40% from three, averaged 10.6 points a game. <laughs> so perhaps Jeez. Danny's not quite as good as I remember. Oh, that, that would have been a really cool dunk. Yeah, it would have been a very it. That would have cool been nice. Dunk. Other notables, Tyrone Hill was on the team. Tyrone Hill. Yeah. Donnie yeah. Marshall was man. on that team. Very good looking Ooh, man, Tyrone. Di- di- <laughs> Tyrone Cologne. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Mills and Bobby Phils. Bob, oh, rest in peace. on that team. Man, Bobby Phils was good. I like Bobby Phils. Uh, you're right. Uh, Vitaly Potapenko was on that team. Sura mm-hmm. was on the team. And Mark West was still on that team. Really? Yeah. In NBA Live, like, 95, Mark West could dunk from the three-point line. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he would just take off. Oh. <laughs> so the OB top, and that's not, it's Gerber's guy, the old man. Is that Anderson, the, did he that's, just... that's a Vince Carter dunk, right? That like reverse pivot windmill. Well, but I don't know if oh. he, Vince Carter went to the other side of the rim so that, to get that's it. That's I mean. true. Like, that's, yeah, he yeah, did not go pretty, to the other side of the rim. This I like is that. pretty that's sick. Pretty yeah, that's, good. yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. good. Do it for the old the men. Yeah. Geriatric, arthritic, Toscano <laughs> Shaq, Anderson. Shaq should be all another. over this with his icy hot. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, come on, get out there, Shaq. Where are you? Only a 43 for that? I don't know. I feel like the fix is in for topping. That's pretty good. That's a good dunk, man. That's pretty cool. It is. Here we go, Obi. What? He needs a minus three to advance? That seems like that should be easy. (laughs) No problem. So they must average the scores, I guess, from the two dunks? Go through his legs and try to... That's another one that that it goes so fast, you can't appreciate what he's doing, but off the backboard, through his legs, and then reverse it. And then... Kind of a week. Man, week there's a lot the going on there. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I, he, I appreciate no, what he's trying to do, but there's yeah, a lot was, going on. But it was no kind of a weak finish at the, the rim, finish. right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, right. there's kind of a lay it in the rim because there's too much going on there. 50. He wants a 50. Obi, your first time was way better than that one. He only needs a negative three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Clyde gave him a 10. That's a big yeah. score. Oh, that's a huge score. I would say that the decision to put Toscano Anderson versus Obi into the finals is the correct decision so far, for sure. You're right. Absolutely. Those other two guys yeah. didn't belong in there. 
Hey, here's so 1997 was yep. the last year Cleveland hosted an All Star game. What year did they host before that? Uh, 1980 at the Richfield Coliseum. Okay, yeah, it's got to be at the Coliseum. Um, it was at the Coliseum. That's true. I'm going to say I don't remember it, so we had to be younger. I'm going to say 83. 81. Very oh. close, guys. Yeah. And I'm not even sure there was a dunk contest. I couldn't find any highlights of it. Although I did an- find the YouTube video of the actual 1981 All-Star game. And the only thing that's really surprising about it is that they played like a real game. Like dudes were definitely playing defense. The <laughs> final score was 123 to 120 or something. It's not that far off from a regular yeah. game now. It is not at all the wide open shooting, dunking all over the place, 230 to 215 all-star games we see now. Who was the MVP? Who wants to guess? Dr. J. No, but he was, he was, he played in it. I have Cedric Sabalos. No. (laughs) More Cedric Sabalos trivia. Uh, Tom Chambers. No, way before Tom Chambers, I think. (laughs) I don't think he was in the league in 81. I'll have to check that one. Uh, Nate Archibald. Nate Archibald, didn't he play for the Cavs at some point? I believe he did. He wasn't. I think he was playing for the Celtics oh. in this one. My boy, Toscano Anderson, just did his first dunk of the final. And I don't know. Damn. Was he it trying to do like, the elbow thing? Yeah, like, yeah like he's Vince trying Carter? to hang like Vince Carter. It, oh, yeah. and he couldn't do it. Well, that's pretty weak, man. That's got to be a low yeah. 40s dunk. It looks right? like an in-game dunk. Yeah, yeah. 39. Ouch. He, oh, he's only is, doing that because he's old enough. He's old enough taken. to know. He's he's old enough to know who Vince Carter is. That's the only reason he's doing that. <laughs> Vince Carter retired like last year. All <laughs> these know. guys know the guy played for yeah. twenty five years or something. Oh, he was close. All right, Obi, yeah. just take off from like the free throw line and they end should this. Let him try that again. Like, right, you should have that. that. Like, you, count. He should be able to say like, no, no. I think you I should be able to throw it. like a red flag right and say, I'd like to replay that. <laughs> yeah. like, let me do yeah. that again, even though I made it. Let me do it again because I can do it better. As long as you're not Cole Anthony, you should be able to yeah, do that. Right. <laughs> Obi should involve Spike Lee in this dunk somehow, and he's not doing it. Oh, what was that? That was bad. Uh-uh. I, I don't take any advice from Jalen Green, Obi. Yeah. Don't don't do it. Or yeah. or Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's trying to hit it off the window and then dunk it. But once you see what you have to beat, like you, you should have a yeah. B dunk here. And just like, I just right. need to throw down yeah. something sweet and I win. Well, they get, they get two dunks you in get the two. final round. Oh, so, he, so he, the other guy gets yeah. another Toscano gets another. God, yeah, man, man. He's going to, he's probably cramping up. Yeah, there you go. There's well, his B well, dunk and yeah, that'll get him some points. Oh, it was the same one again. I, I don't know, man. Like just from the creativity standpoint, you can't score that. Like, this is the same dunk he did in the first round, right? Through the legs? No, yeah. no, no, no. Just no, because he, he, he went up one-handed and came down with more power. Like, the other one was a two-handed one that he kind of laid in. So this is an easier dunk, relatively speaking, but better than what Toscano just did. Because oh, that's all that matters. This is, right? a, like he's this is a low 40 dunk, too. So they should give him the same score as Toscano, because then the second dunk should win this thing for each guy. What is Dominique doing? Me give him a fucking 10 on that. He's done. He's like, I've got to get out of yeah. here. Yeah, like, <laughs> just wasting just, my time. Like this, this is awful. That's that's too many points for that one. Yeah, that, they gave him more points for that one than they did his, exactly. his first one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his first one was sick. 
Yeah. That's and it's because Dominique has just given tens now. He's he's mailing yeah. it. Where's Jerry? Now we're in a Jason Richardson jersey, former Warriors slam dunk champion. All right. I yeah. think he won twice. I don't know what he was doing. Oh, no. Oh, this guy. Mm. Dementia is setting in for Toscano. <laughs> <laughs> Anderson. <laughs> oh, boy. They ran out of dunks that everything is an homage to a dunk yep. that already happened. Yeah. Yeah. Over 10 years ago. I think this is like the thing with the dunk contest is we've seen so many. It's 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 hard to come up with new sure shit. That's so, why you get all the gimmicks I, coming in I, and all that kind of silly stuff. But I have an idea. I have an right. idea. I think the dunk contest, they should play it like it's pig or horse, right? Did we talk about this last year? I can't we remember. might have. We might have. <laughs> I think that's what they do to this contest. Like the first guy up makes a dunk, and everyone yeah. behind him has to make the same dunk. And if they don't, you get a letter <laughs> and then yeah. you're just knocking people out. Right. And you just do it as pig and you do it with like yeah. three guys yeah, or yeah. four guys or something like that. And then because can... then people wouldn't worry about all this other bullshit and they would actually, all right, I'm going to take off from a, a step inside the free throw line and see what you guys can do this. Right. Yeah. 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 Who do I call about that? Adam silver. I think so. That right. should be your first call. It doesn't look good for my pick. Oh boy. No, he's not even, he's not even getting it out of the yeah. second hand to yeah. try it. Nah, he can't do this dunk. No. All right, so that's a zero. This is the worst competition ever. <laughs> yeah, this is this has Brutal. been pretty bad. Next year, let's live pod the three point cut. Yeah. <laughs> He's very disappointed. He's like, "This is my last shot at this, man. I'm going to be 50 next year." And there's no senior tour for the dunk contest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thirty. The, well, the the scale is six to ten. You know, it's curved, so there cannot yeah. be a zero. <laughs> the fact that you can actually jump that high, we're going to give you sixes, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Obi, just seriously, just dunk the ball. Yeah. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, there you <laughs> right? go. Replay? He's calling for a replay. What, was he fouled? <laughs> <What happened there>? <laughs> <laughs> Someone look at that. <laughs> All right, so Obi Toppin going to win a, a really anticlimactic Wow. <laughs> that was awful. Obi, Obi's Boy. dunks were better last year. That's so what did he do? Cool. He taps it on the backboard. Yeah, he and then tapped it on the it? backboard and dunked it. I don't know. It came out of his hand. Like, you know what sucks this year? I think that's technically the a goaltend. All these dunks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All these dunks. Yeah. yeah. That's a goaltend, I think. Hey, who won the yeah. dunk contest twice when we were in high school? Cedric Sabal. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, while we were in high school, someone won it twice? Somebody won it twice when we were in high school. Really? Gosh, who were two times? Was D Brown a two-time winner? He was not. I'm not sure that was Ooh. high school either. D Brown might no. have been like eighth grade, no. probably. Kenny Skywalker. Um, I think he's even before D Brown, <laughs> yeah. and definitely only won once, <laughs> and then was like out of the league a year later. Yeah. <laughs> sure, terrible man. So, who was dunking in twice? They won it twice in four years. Yep, Steve Francis. Going back to that. Nope. You guys have already mentioned him. Baby Jordan. Harold oh, Miner. Harold Miner won it twice. I didn't know he won it once. I didn't won either. <laughs> <laughs> he won in 93 and in 95. He could dunk, though. It, it was him yeah. and Alonzo Mourning in, in uh, NBA Jams. That was the pair. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right. All right. Julius Irving is not impressed by this. But hey, yo, Obi. There, for the, there for the trophy ceremony. Uh, Obi's first dunk was the best dunk yes of the entire yeah. thing yeah and it was but his lowest spike. score spike's so <laughs> proud spike lee is so proud 
the only thing the Knicks are winning this year. Yeah. <laughs> Boys, oh. that is a wrap on the 2022 NBA Slam Dunk Contest. I hope you guys have a great 21 hours, and I will see you again right here tomorrow. <laughs> 40 times. Yeah. Our 40-minute yeah. Cleveland Browns season wrap-up. Have a great night, boys. Good night. Absolutely. Sounds good. Oh, that sucked. Yeah, that was bad. bad. That was bad. Oopy. Man, I I don't even feel good about the fact that Obi won. remarkable success at this point speaking of remarkable success i think they just won the skills challenge it looks like it i see celebration i see celebration but i didn't see any of the other i didn't see the first group score is is the the half court shots the last skill is that what they were is that what they were shooting that's what's happening right now on my tv half court shot yes half court shot is the last skill (laughs) and i think they hit i think they made two (laughs) Whoa. <laughs> so uh, wait a minute. The rooks yeah. are crying because they lost. But the Antetokounmpo's were celebrating too. What's going on there? They were already out. Oh, were they? Cavs beat them in the so they were to get to they were rooting point. that hard against the rookies that they were celebrating. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants a rookie to come <laughs> yeah. in there and win this thing. <laughs> Your team are Cavs shooting right now? No, it's over. What the hell is going on with me that they're just they're just starting to shoot? Am I live? Is there another event about to happen? Are there more skills? Nah, they won this. I'm telling you, man, it's it's all about the winning culture. They won the the Rising Stars game. They won. They won this. I love it. I love it. Hell yeah, those three right there. That's your. Those are your three. Young yeah. studs just yeah. continue to build around. Yeah. And you still got a Coro and you've still got. Oh, yeah. Marking in and potentially I mean, and marking. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and oh. Levert Levert's like yeah. older, the oldest one. He's 25 <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on. Why is there no Cleveland? Why isn't bone thugs there? If it's Cleveland, give me some they're coming, man. Maybe yeah. bone thugs are going to pop yeah. out of there. Where's MGK? He was there yesterday. God, I don't like him. <laughs> I just don't like him. I, don't I will tell I you, like I think him. he made a smart move changing his music genre. For though. sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I liked him in the Motley Crue movie. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah, yeah. He did a nice job in that. He was in that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Who was, was he? Tommy Lee. He played Tommy Lee. Yeah. Tommy Lee. Oh, all right. Another thing I haven't watched the Pamela Tommy Lee thing, whatever. And I and I would like to watch that man yeah, because yeah, like yeah. you you think one thing as it's happening and now you look back on it and you're like wait a fucking minute somebody stole this from them yeah right and they and didn't it, make any fucking money on it and like, it was on VHS <laughs> yeah no I think I had it on VHS <laughs> like somebody gave it to me on VHS <laughs> yeah somebody gave it to you Chuck. yeah yeah <laughs> I'm sure oh man. <clears throat> yeah seriously bone bone thug should be here yeah somebody cleveland related mark cohen and michael stanley mark cohen <laughs> <laughs>
It's crickets when he comes out to be walking <laughs> no in Memphis. No way. No way. The entire world loves walking in Memphis, man. That song is timeless. I, I love about the, it. I don't know about the NBA uh, crowd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mark Cohn. Did you ever see the. Yeah, like, what team does this guy own? Did you I see want the- a <laughs> Did you see the thing they did on Saturday Night Live not that long ago? The uh, walking in Stanton. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. it was awesome. It was. Uh, it's it's what's his just name? Just like uh, a Staten Island joke. By, it was really um, good though. By what? That, that dude's funny. He's funny. Yeah, as fuck. It, Pete um, Davidson. It was Pete, Pete Davidson. Davidson and and Mark Cohen was there. Yeah, Mark and it was basically Cohen. just uh, instead of walking in Memphis, it was walking in Staten. It's a great um, video. It Highly was recommend. Fantastic. Yeah, you can I'm find gonna, that one on YouTube, Chucky. That's I'm gonna a good go take one. A, a, a pre-dunk contest piss because I think it's about to start. I'll be back. I'm just gonna look up Mark Cohen and I want to know how old he is right now. Gotta be in his like 60s. Mark Cohen. The fucking voice, man. Got shot in the face and lived. Mark Cohen got shot in the face. Like, like he's walking in Memphis? Yes. <laughs> got shot in the face? Yeah. I'm actually a big Mark Cohen fan. I owned more than one of his CDs. He's, he's 62. Yeah. Yeah. Got shot in the face like an attempted mugging or something like that and lived. What? Yeah. Shot Crazy. Mark Cohen in the face. I know he was a Grammy Award winner. He won Best New Artist that year. He did. Yeah. Kiss of Death, right? In the Grammys. Yeah, pretty much. Millie Vanilli won the year before. 2005. <laughs> You're shot in the head during an attempted carjacking in yeah. Denver. Yeah. All on tour with Susan Vega. Yeah. What? <laughs> How is it possible that sentence exists? <laughs> the bull, the bullet barely missed his eye, lodged near his skull, hospitalized for observation, released after eight hours. Eight hours. <laughs> Shot in the face. Released less than 10 hours. <laughs> According to fucking Cone, Batman. This, this is a quote. Doctors told me I was the luckiest unlucky guy that had met in a long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, when you get a chance, watch the look up the walking crazy. in Staten thing. It's really good right now. That's I had no idea. Mark, one, I know he's still touring. Two, I don't know he's still well, touring with Susan Vega as support. That's amazing, man. What did, what does Susan Vega sing? Susan, uh, v- Susan Vega was Tom's Diner. The I live upstairs from you or whatever the hell. Right? I certainly <laughs> hope she was opening for Mark Cohen and not the other. Way I would around. assume she was. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. I see David Robinson. So who do we got? Clyde Drexler, David Robinson, Clyde. Dominique. Whoa. Some guy just fell down under the table. What happened there? The Bill Isaiah Walton? Thomas. Oh, it's like some production guy. They're trying to get him get out, of out of there. there. That's get hilarious. Out of there, hey, come jerk. on. We started the show, dude. <laughs> Wait a minute. Isaiah this Thomas is like Bert can't getting dunk? his kids out of the house. How's Isaiah <laughs> Thomas rating the dunk contest? He can't dunk. 46. Why is Isaiah's screen all screwed up? Probably from the guy falling underneath. Yeah, him. exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, that guy. Yeah. That guy was doing his job yeah. and he got interrupted. Is what <laughs> yeah. I didn't hey. finish plugging it in, guys. <laughs> What do you mean I'm funny?
funny like the clown here to amuse you?